Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello, and welcome to this episode 233 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. Uh, we're so close to Christmas that actually it's kind of meaningless after you're of a certain age, but... No, it's of- not. That, Andy, I am drinking a patented, not a sponsor, Starbucks holiday drink. <laughs> Right now, and let me tell you, tis the season to indulge in all the sugar that your body can possibly take before you end up on the floor writhing from a sugar high because you, you've had too much sugar, which, by the way, has happened to me. It actually happened to me last week with another Starbucks drink. <laughs> well, <laughs> was- see, I, I, uh, I, was at, I was at my weekly, uh, my weekly Starbucks thing uh, t- today, too, mm-hmm. uh, having, my, having my tea. And right. see, this is this is how Christmas changes. Like if you were, uh, if I were ten years old, God bless me, I would be. I would be pretty sure that that there is no Santa. Actually, maybe seven. I, I can't remember what what age you generally like. Just simply are hip enough and down like eight or nine ish, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. But there would be there would have been some point in which it's at least uh, uh, no, even better. Uh, oh you, crap! You, Wait. I hope somebody, whoever's listening to us, doesn't have children in the car because we just we've just put a content warning. I have to put a content warning in the show notes now. <laughs> okay, let me write myself a note. Go ahead, continue. I, just, I need to make sure I put this in the show notes. Should, should we start over? We just ruin. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. We'll. Okay. We'll. You because, know. Because there, there is a there is a topic that I researched today. That I'm saving for like uh, next week because mm-hmm. it is Santa oriented, and uh, it is Santa oriented, and perhaps more timely for next week's show than this week's show. And for that one, uh, if uh, if any if anybody doesn't want to know secrets of how Santa delivers all those toys, uh, I mean, you want, I mean, you know, he's coming. And you know he, you know he's he's out there. He's getting prepared as we speak. But maybe you don't want to know like which reindeer is going to be in lead this this year. Which one is going to be like uh, next to the sleigh? Which is uh, you always have like the the beefiest reindeer like hitched up closest to the sleigh because they do like they're like power steering. They like turn the sleigh and then the rest do do all the pulling. So yeah, so they're, they're, the reindeer unionized yet? Um, I'm sorry. It's like this is what's going through my mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, we're ruining Christmas for no, everybody just, now. I'm just, no, I'm just uh, no, again. All, all I was gonna go, go, gonna say is that when you're when you're an adult, and particularly if you don't have children, which is my which is my position, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's there's still joy and traditions, but they're kind of different. And also you have like the adult perspective on things. Like, again, I went to, I had, I spent like an hour and a half at Starbucks or two hours at Starbucks, you know, nursing my $2 and 30 cent uh, hall pass or parking, what I call the parking pass, which is okay. I bought something that's visibly there on the table next to this chair. I am entitled to sit here as long as I damn well want. But now I look at and I look at the cup and look at the design and I just think about like all of the bloggers and all of like the radio hosts that are going to be like, you know, 
I, I don't I don't see any Christian cross on that. Oh, I don't see any picture of the baby Jesus on that. You know, this is just another example of trying to remove the, the religious meaning of everything that goes on. This is a religious country. We were fo- based on the Ten Commandments. And see, and then I'm like, oh, God, thank God that Wednesday is also new comic book day because I can just <laughs> turn that off in my head by just reading some comics. That's a good uh, one. So yes, that's why it's it's different. I'll, I I will say that uh, the 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 environment was helping out. I left the house at like nine this morning, and it was like that really nice little like courier and I sort of snowfall happening, uh, where I didn't have to drive because I was taking an Uber to like where I was having breakfast with with friends. So it was just basically me watching out of the windows as lots of vehicles were going straight and then sideways, then sideways the other direction, then straight again, and. Which is fun to watch if you're not, like, behind the wheel. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about all, like, the videos in Russia of the cars. Because the Russian car videos are always, like, the best. Russian de- that, Because that, the weather is the worst, but everybody has dash cams there. So it's, like, all caught on tape. Oh, oh, weather. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's the the magic of the, of the Russian dash cam video is the level of drinking and the level of anger present on those roads and decades and decades and decades of suffering from the revolution through world war ii through stalin through economic mismanagement (laughs) there are lots of people there who are have been trained with the understanding that nothing good ever happens you just simply have to live moment by moment and survive and so this is why there's like we American dash cam videos are like, hey, look, here's this there's a stupid person who tried to like cross three lanes of traffic and uh, like wound up like jumping into jumping into a lake or whatever. The Russian dash cam videos, it's like somebody tried to, someone uh, someone uh, passed someone who's moving slowly. And then that person decided to accelerate and get out of baseball bat. And I, I really think the the Russian flag should be a frame grab from whatever dash cam video is trending on YouTube uh, today. Because <laughs> right, that's uh, ne- never has oh. a like you know you the Irish have their poetry, the United mm-hmm. States has jazz, Russia has d- the dash cam video. Mm-hmm, that is their mm-hmm. cultural high water mark that everyone acknowledges that you know we do that too. But it started there. It's part of the culture. Yep. They have a depth of understanding of this expression of art form that we will, can only mimic, not just simply understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, we I I sure jumped us in terms of <laughs> topics. Well, no, no, we we're, from... we're, we can we can talk about suffering because uh, uh, we're talk. <laughs> I talked to uh, we, we discussed like list managers a couple of months uh-huh. ago. Because it looked like uh, my my favorite list manager is Wonderlist, uh, and it's not just like it's my very favorite Mac of Wonderlist. You, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, also, well, also because I tried lots and lots of them, and uh, none of them were as clean uh, as to uh, expression of purpose as Wonderlist is. Where. No, I don't want. I don't want you to help me manage a project. No, I don't want you to help me be a relational database for my personal information. No, yeah, I really like don't Notion, care right? how well this integrates with my email. What I want to do is that when there is something that I want to remember, and when I want to be able to 
capture that to one of many lists that I use to track information without taking me out of whatever it is that I'm actually doing. Because later on, such as when I'm preparing, when I'm doing the show doc for this very podcast, I'm going to look at a week or week and a half's worth of like show ideas Mm -hmm. and articles. And because it just don't just get out of my way. And unfortunately, it was unfortunately it was bought by Microsoft. And as earlier this year, they were really making it clear that they weren't interested in cultivating the Wonderlist brand. And they kind of made it because every every time I would like launch the app, uh, there would be like, hey, did you know that we have a new app that we at Microsoft have our own little list manager app? It's it's called OneNote. (laughs) No, no, it's it's, it's something. But (laughs) I'm so uh, I I so despise even the concept that I keep I've forgotten what the name is. But Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to transfer all of your information from Wonderlist in there and then never use Wonderlist again. So today they or this week they announced that uh, (laughs) it's Wonderlist is going to go official end of life uh, in May or March of next year. So, and so I have to select a, I have to have my own little like pageant or whatever, or, or tournament, the gladiatorial tournament to see which of the three or four that I've been trying out in the meantime, I have to go with. And this is just now we're going to be talking later on about how uh, the Google assistant finally, after how many years has decided to, understand the concept of lists in a way that is actually Again. transparent and useful yeah <laughs> just like just like they've finally settled the the issue of how about a message chat client how about that although standard? this this okay as a side note because this is the beginning of the podcast and this is when Andy and I you know we, we just we just shoot it we're just shooting shooting the the the, the bean ball the bean bag whatever it, the beanie bag whatever it's called I forgot what the little it's hacky called sack. a beanie bat bean hacky hacky sack. Thank you. <laughs> D. It's like a part of like California culture and I completely forgot what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> uh I was gonna say this is just the bummer though of like the stuff happening because I'm always like pitching stories about how to like use use something that Google hasn't made available yet. And so here's like a way to to do it that makes it work for you. And so I have developed these methods of like, and we will obviously, I mean, we'll let everybody know like what the, what it is that we are talking about later on in today's podcast. But as a freelancer, as a person who has to come up with interesting ideas from time to time and a service journalist, a person who has devoted herself to teaching people and helping people uh, use their technology and, you know, leverage it and all that other buzzy buzzwords. It does get a little, it does get a little like, really? So that thing I wrote like three months ago now is completely useless. I mean, it's not useless, but it's not the convenient way that was just reintroduced back into the ethos. It's like, what the heck? It's like, because I put that out there, somebody said, you know what? We should bring that feature back. And then Flo doesn't have to write articles like this anymore. But I don't know if you should keep doing that, Google, because I need to I, I need to pay the bills. Oh, no, no, no. You you're, getting, you're getting it all wrong. You see, the great thing is that you're able to sell one article on how bad this this feature's omission was and how to get around it. Now you get to sell another article on how to use this new version of the feature. 
See, we're not. We're it not, depends on the publication <laughs> if they don't already have an in-house writer. I mean, I realize we're talking okay. a lot of inside inside baseball here. This is what it's like being a freelancer on the internet. Uh, and really, this is just a this is just a flow and Andy gripe. Like this is just stuff that we deal with. But you know, you know, it's like so. I and. Even if I wasn't pitching a story about it, like now you're making something easy that I developed a whole route around. Do you know what I mean? Like like how cars started getting more sophisticated on the inside. Like they started to be able to do all of these things like the minute they came off the lot um, versus what you would used to have to do, which is like buy dongles and like route stuff and like put wires in the car to like make magic happen. And now it's like, just buy a car with the assistant in it. The secret is it will never work properly. It will always need explanation. And then they'll whatever company that's making this will totally change their minds. Or a vice president will have a lateral promotion on their way to being kicked out with their stock options. At which point a new person will come in and say, you know, I can't believe that we actually made you guys use this thing called CarPlay. Now, I have my own little pet project that I'm going to finally save everybody's lives with. I call it Stan Wayne. I'm named after me, Stanley. Actually, it's, yeah. So, again, so long as our jobs are secure until uh, technology companies become in any way competent. In an overall mm. fashion, they can be competent for uh, for brief periods of time, usually when management is not aware of what the competent people are doing. Mm. Uh, this mm. is a true story mm. <laughs> because uh, every it's it seems like more often than not, when I find out that well, there, there's a feature that came out for whatever that I really really like, wow, this is it's perfect. It's it's well suited. It's re- relatable. It's relevant. It's easy and it's reliable. And well, I'll find out that yeah, this was the pet project of one person who just like kept plugging at this one problem, even though it was never assigned to him or anybody else. And he just kept putting this code in and getting commits uh, without actually getting approval for it until he just demonstrated it for like a vice president or a very high level like executive and pretended like it was just something that was part of the plan all along. So yes, you have to, you have to be incompetent enough at the top to let the competent people in the bottom sort of, you know, bamboozle you into thinking that this was your plan all along. Uh, we really brought that one around, Andy. But now there I'm just go. thinking, like, I really want to tell the story of of the person who brought the keep integration back to the assistant. Like, I want to know what the journey was to this. I know we, like, keep alluding. Yes, we have a whole segment on no, it. It's yeah. But... But I'm saying this generally when we talk about new features on the Material Podcast, like I want to know the story. What is the narrative of the person who made this thing work that we wanted? Like, what is their life like? What was going on in their personal life that made them so devoted to this feature? Like, I need to know. I need to know these things <laughs> out of sheer curiosity. That's that. That is the only reason I need to know them. Yeah, it's there's, there's no a, other intellectual reason for me to know these things other than I'm just curious. I have way too many developer friends who work for big companies or have to interact with big companies and their APIs to know that I don't ask those kinds of questions 
unless I'm very, very ready to instantly click into like supportive therapist mode. Because oh, see, I'm all, once, I, once love, that, I love doing that. So I'm all for say, it. <laughs> wow. It, it, you must have really felt terrible when they rejected your code that way. Huh. And what, and what did they, yeah, what did they say? When yeah. you compl- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing at Aunt because Andy's doing a therapist face right now on Skype. <laughs> and, it's, and it's very, it's very like, it's very relatable and like, and, and, uh, and there's a lot of, uh, I can see a lot of empathy in your face, but it's totally <laughs> true. I totally get what you mean about that. You, you have to get like, how did it make you feel? Like, is it okay if I put my hand on your hand? Is it okay if I like, is this okay? Um, is this the first time you've talked about this with anybody? I mean, listen, well, and this is why I, just to continue this thing going, this is why I say to people that um, I say computer stuff is what I call, this is what I call it to, you know, my friends, computer stuff is actually a very creative medium. We just don't think about it that way because it's not, you know, a paint on on an easel or whatever, a Photoshop thing. It's, you know. Or, or respected. Compu- sure. Or something that other people aspire to. Well, may, I mean, living in the Bay Area, I might be, I might be a, a lot of cynical. people. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say living in the Bay Area, a lot of people aspire to do computer stuff, quote unquote. Uh, but seriously, I, I always say like, it is a creative endeavor because you have to be like creative about what you're going to build. Because if there's no creativity that sparks it, then you're not going to want to put all that work into it. It's, 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 it's like a David Blaine act, you know, he's, if he doesn't have a point to prove by the end of his 17 minutes underwater and not having died, (laughs) which is amazing. Uh, he's not going to do it. He's just not. There's just no point. Uh, I really, really put us on a tangent there. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I used up my card for this episode. This is, this is, this is, uh, we have to, we have to play Jazz Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 18, it's a festival crowd. We have to play our 18 minute jazz fusion. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say one thing about jazz before we... Before I move on, that is all I've been listening to. I've been listening to Smooth Jazz Christmas. I refuse to listen to Christmas. <laughs> I refuse to listen to Christmas music like out of the box. Like I don't want to hear Mariah Carey. I've heard it. I've heard it. And, I mean, <laughs> God bless her, but I've heard it enough. I've heard the NSYNC albums. I've heard the Paul McCartney and the Pogues and all those. Give me a Smooth Jazz Christmas. All right, take me back to the '90s. I'm telling you, it is so relaxing. I smooth jazz. I you people think that it's cheesy, but I think that it's like the perfect antidote to how stressful this time can be. So. You, you 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 never have to explain or defend liking the things that you like. I will I will say that. Um, uh, that one of the th- one of the goodies I bought for myself with the like Amazon credits that came in after all my Black Friday recommendations, you get them like sixty days later. I've, so I I start forming a wish list of things to just choose from. One of them was I did buy myself a record player, 
not because I'm getting into vinyl, but because I there are some there are some I do have some albums that I've never been haven't listened to in like fifteen or twenty years because I keep they're not coming out on digital, they're not coming out on CD. I thought and it's not something I would have simply bought just for you know, oh I'll yes, I'll spend hundred and thirty dollars if I can listen to these four albums. But again, given if I have X dollars worth of essentially free Amazon money, that's why that's why I do that because I can oh you know oh yeah I think I will that would be a fun thing to have, and so but it also means that at yard sales over the course of like the spring and summer, if they have a pile of records, I'm going to flip through those records, and if there's something yeah. that is not necessarily weird but just something I would not have encountered, I'm definitely spending fifty cents for that album, and so I have like a small stack of like promotional Christmas albums, like readers, oh. when you sign up for Reader's Digest and with your one-year subscription, we will send you with a Reader's Digest Christmas album where like side A is all Barbra Streisand Christmas songs. Like, oh my God, this is what got people to, and then they, but unfortunately there was a side B that they had to fill. So it's like, you know, two songs from Jim Neighbors on the album <laughs> like a weird like one or two tracks of oh i didn't know that president eisenhower's daughter did a christmas album okay that's nice you should digitize some of those <sighs> i it's i, I, I don't know, know if you myself. could so I was, I, was listen, I was listening to but... it while i was decorating the house the other day and mm-hmm. that might that might have to be a new tradition that because there's something and maybe it's because like I was a little I grew up during the 80s, but I was a little, little kid during the 70s and my parents did not where they weren't one of those fancy ups, upper class people who had an 8-track home 8-track deck. They were like I was all like records. So there's something very sentimental about Christmas mu- music that starts with a. Yep. 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 And taking something out of a sleeve and yeah, so yeah, my husband does uh, old Minnesota radio shows because that's what he grew up on. So oh. sometimes I'll like come home and I'm like, "What are you watching?" He's like, "I'm not watching anything." <laughs> like, oh, you're listening to a radio show, and it's so oh, the accents are so thick. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, no, but then, well, and I'll be, and be before we before we go to our ad. Well, I can as as it always does. It will circle around to Google sooner or later. And YouTube for me is a really important part of, yep, of Christmas I was Christians say. because uh, not be partly because of uh, somebody on uh, on uh, on the video forums on Reddit. People keep like surfacing weird like one-off like animated christmas specials like the bc you know the the, the comic strip bc of the cavemen who golf and watch television and it's with johnny really Hart- oh god yep yeah. it's before no, it's- i know which comic strip exactly where that you're talking about right, right. Because- and so and so they're they did they did a christmas animated special again the bc the before christ christmas special and two of the voices were uh, were Bob and Ray, so I've, so I've, I have I, every time I come across one of these links, I add it to this playlist and occasionally see it. But it's mostly things like uh, a compilation of all of the times that uh, that Darlene Love sang "Christmas Baby, Please Come Home," like on the Letterman Show, and Bob I can see Elliot, that Ray Golding. Sorry, I just exactly. I just Googled it, and I'm oh, 1981. Yep. And very, wow. very few of these are any good, should I say? There's a there's a reason why the Charlie Brown Christmas special is is aired every single year, and you don't get to see like the the 
the family circus Christmas special, except pirated on on YouTube. But that's fun. <laughs> and also, see, I I'm you don't the uh, we are sometimes we're we feel guilted or pressured by an idea a false ideal into saying okay everybody gather around because somebody's gonna have to read a read of uh, the night before christmas to all the kids even though all the kids have have no interest in what that whatsoever but we saw that mm-hmm. on tv years and years ago mm-hmm. but you you develop your own traditions one of them is again darling love singing christmas baby please please go come home a couple of the letterman thing letterman things that were annual but also i kind of have to see the uh the mystery science theater 3000 uh episode for santa claus conquers conquers the martian martians because when i first saw it when it first ran when the bot, when Joel and the bots were singing "Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas," it was like, "Oh, haha! What a funny little like a oh, novelty song." But now it's like, if I had kids, it's like, "Kids, kids, they're about to sing the song," and we'd be all swaying on the sofa and singing, "Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in." We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa will be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather around and sing. Oh, and I, I won't do the whole thing. But yes, oh just gosh. to prove my bona fides there, I was not making this up. It is now a beloved tradition and it's being kept alive partly by YouTube. And I'm, I've, I, I have like downloaded, I have downloaded these videos to make sure that they're kept safe against copyright strikes. But there's something about like always having that available on my Android TV or whatever. I just, I just looked that up too. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! You have never science. seen. You have never no, seen. The, well, I'm pretty sure my husband has, but I just also want to say that as I was typing, as you were singing, and I was typing it into Google search bar. Google knew exactly what I was looking for with regards to Patrick Swayze and finished it with Christmas at the end. There you go. I don't know how that happened, yep. folks. It is a cultural I, I phenomenon. Don't I don't know. I don't. The algorithm just knows. <laughs> See, bringing it back to Google. Yes. The algorithm knows. It read my mind. It heard Andy somehow <laughs> on his side and transferred over to my Google Chrome. All right, I'm gonna I'm let's, gonna let's, talk let's, to my let's break yeah. for an ad, but first uh, our quick uh, Gibby Gibby Bush experiment update. Last week uh, we were number two and number four as on the Google search for podcasts about the Gimpy Gimpy Bush. Uh, this week we are three, four, and six. So we are not. We dropped down one button from number two, but now we have three spots in the hot ten, uh, as opposed to just two last week. So, again, it's 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 a, it's a groundswell. We're we're doing we're doing great. And now this. The holiday shopping season is here, it is in full effect, and I'm looking for good deals. Have you ever tried to find a Bluetooth speaker that's shaped like something funny? I mean, there's lots of them out there. Oh, but. Anyway, when I'm shopping online, there's little worse than a shopping cart fail or for the website to suddenly be unavailable. I mean, I really want that Bluetooth speaker shaped like a penguin because that would bring so much joy. 
to a very particular friend. Well, Pingdom will let you know the moment your website goes down in whatever way is best for you. Use transaction monitoring to get alerted when cart checkout, forms, and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted, depending on the severity of the outage. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code material at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, if you were worried about uh, Google acquiring Fitbit and maybe they were, <laughs> I can't believe there are people who are thinking, you know, I didn't think that Google had way too much power and access to way too much information about our personal lives until they bought this wrist fitness gadget company this failing wrist gadget company. Uh, but yeah, did, uh, you're not the only ones who are worried about that uh, because, uh, of course, the uh, the acquisition, it's a two, the $2.1 billion deal that was announced recently. Uh, as a matter of course, it, they have the uh, Google has to file applications to both the Department of Justice and the uh, Fair Trade Commission uh, to on, on uh, here's what we plan to do. And one of them will investigate and see if this if they should approve this or dis or, or block this, and normally it's the FTC. But there is an article uh, in the New York Post this week explaining that both the Department of Justice and the FTC quote kind of arm wrestled over this one because both of them wanted to investigate Google <laughs> over uh, over this acquisition. Uh, the Department of Justice eventually won out because. Uh, and again, normally this is done by the FTC, so this is it's not uh, it's not exceptional, but it is unusual anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Department of Justice made the argument that hey, look, we're already investing Google, uh, investigating Google over all the all the antitrust problems that we're having with them, so we should probably be the ones to look into this. Not only because hey, we already <laughs> we we already know the people that are ducking our phone calls, so let's go with that. But also that maybe we will learn other things that will help us out in our investigation. This was an ongoing investigation that was announced uh, as part of uh, the as part of Congress's kind of ongoing look into the tech industry uh, for both uh, antitrust problems and also problems where they are under legislated, probably uh, mostly with privacy. Uh, and security. Uh, and so that, that started off uh, recently. They said they hope to get that wrapped up in 2020. But now it's in the hands of the Department of Justice. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's significant because the Post uh, talked to some, uh, some good uh, sources in D.C. One of them said that uh, this is going to be really, really interesting because – uh, the way that the Department of Justice hand, uh, handles this investigation into approving the Fitbit deal will give kind of everybody a sneak peek at how they will also handle the antitrust issues, which are potentially a lot more serious because that could result in – whereas if, if they don't approve the Fitbit deal, Google just gets to keep its $2.1 billion and doesn't get to have its gadget watch company. But if they get busted on antitrust, worst case scenario is that this is the start of a process that winds with everything being broken up and into tiny, 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 infinitely less powerful companies. So so it's, it's worth watching. Um, the other twist is that uh, they talked to a DC uh, antitrust attorney who noted that uh, because it's the Department of Justice handling this, the investigation will have, and here's a direct quote, a more direct line from the White House, unquote. 
So the ability of the White House to directly steer the investigation or uh, uh, broaden the investigation or try to pull data from the investigation could be interesting given how many times people in the White House seem to complain about YouTube videos uh, uh, censoring against conservative speech. So uh, this could be interesting. This is certainly not going to be rubber stamped through. Uh, and Google is going to have to explain itself on many, many different dimensions before they will be allowed to actually acquire Fitbit. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it... It is no, no, no. I'm with you. It's. I I was just talking to. uh, This is my my, uh, recording on Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday is like the day that I usually have breakfast with a bunch of friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Also, like self self employed tech people from various walks of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just this morning, it's also sort of like a (laughs) mutual like decompression debriefing session. And one of the things that uh, I'm I'm, uh, usually I have many many hundreds of pages of pdfs i have to read through to be prepared for like something i'm going to talk about like the next week and i say god you know i remember i remember when my job was mostly about okay i took a picture of the same building with these four cameras now you notice that the iphone 3 did a lot better in the shadows and now so much of it is now I have to understand how how antitrust law works. Now I have to understand how the EU uh, uh, controls uh, puts controls over medical information and how that's different from the United States. It's a, it's a lot more interesting. It's a lot from I my, I'm very very happy that I'm uh, I have to work uh, on more things than just testing out phone cameras and doing like speed tests. But our jobs is are so much broader. We have to understand policy and we have to understand how government works and we have to understand <laughs> how how human rights work, uh, like and human rights uh, uh, investigations work. Uh, just just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was talking to a like a uh, an academic who is studies and uh, writes papers about nothing but maps trying to get them to explain to me how do you define like when a border changes hands that if a if a country a suddenly declares that country b belongs to country a do all the maps like change and say okay if you say so or do they say well hell no not until a certain agency says that this is a not until not until you have your own postage stamp not not unless you get you know some sort of you know, I, it's all because of uh, all the who, uh, all the uh, hullabaloo about Apple uh, uh, re redesignating Crimea as part of Russia after again a certain annexation. Or annexation is such an ugly word, but let's say a certain movement of people in and out of certain places and certain declarations from certain places that that. That's what I'm talking about. So yes, we we have to we wind up talking about these things because it's going to impact the companies that have such an such an impact on our lives. Okay, so now that I had a second to just kind of come to what was happening here, I think what's really interesting if you read in the Gizmodo article that reports on this, uh, which we will link in the show notes. The re- it's not immediately clear like what the focus of this whole probe is. It's just that it's coming hot off the heels of the fact that 
mere days before it was announced, Google had partnered with the health systems company Ascension to do pro- Project Nightingale, which, you know, had a lot of folks up in arms. But I wonder why this has folks up in arms and not something related like ring the ring alarm having uh giving away access to camera footage to local law enforcement you see what i'm saying here like i'm trying yeah, well- trying to make a comparison of just like so why is this weightier because it has to do with health data but i also don't want like my camera footage to be used to basically like class like improperly classify people um you know that sort of thing like there's what i'm trying to say is this just feels like a scapegoat for something and like a movement that's been happening um in the u.s government to try and like quote unquote rein in big tech but i just don't know if it's like the right approach considering all the other stuff uh and also not to mention that the u.s government has been a, a violator of personal information <laughs> for a long da- dang time. I mean, let's not forget the Patriot Act. Let's not forget um, the whole NSA scandal. Like, these things are all sort of like, inter- it just makes me wonder, like, why this is a bigger deal than any of the other stuff. Why? Because it's it's not being, because it has nothing to do with quote unquote terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, it's it's which, just by the way, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't like that I use that word, but I'm just trying to Yeah, it's well it's you know. it's part of the it's just part of the larger story on the added scrutiny that every excuse me, most big companies are getting, sometimes disproportionate to their effect on the world. Um I do think that Amazon is I don't know why they're not automatically I, I'm more cons- most people most uh government investigations into the power of large companies they focus on uh, facebook first google second maybe other social media like twitter third apple is thrown in there just because they're so damn big Mm -hmm. but amazon is often left off the list and i think that in terms of a, a hugely dangerous company because they don't i don't feel as though they have like a natural rudder for here is what is appropriate, here is what is not appropriate. I think that they are culturally very numbers driven. That if they can if they can uh, buy a company like Ring, and immediately say, "Gosh, imagine how much more powerful these would things would be if we actually had them tied into law enforcement. If we had law, local law enforcement kind of acting as salespeople in the neighborhood for these for these devices, and imagine how much more we could sell." And there are there are other companies. The I think the old version of Google might have said, "Wow, you know, if we uh, how this, this is a much more more powerful tool to like give people control over their property. If like it's easy for uh, for them to share footage with other people, and and then like, I'm talking about like the ten years ago Google, they would do this without thinking that yeah." But you can't have people just saying, hey, this guy in the in the raincoat, he looks kind of shifty. Everybody, watch out for that shifty-looking guy. Then the cops do facial recognition. And now anybody who looks within 10% of this random person who was just, like, walking his dog, 
is, is going to get collared. Yeah. Uh, whereas Amazon, I don't think they would ever. The mo- modern Google will, they've burned their hands enough on enough stove, uh, uh, enough hot stoves mm-hmm. to realize that, oh, we're not going to make that mistake. Yeah, that was. Is, there's some ideas that are that are brilliant in an academic sense, but not when we put it out in the real world. Let's try not to make that same mistake. Amazon is focused, I think, mostly on the numbers that they're getting back. This, which is why, like, I don't really, I I worry about the power that they have uh, as as the owners of uh, of, of uh, Amazon Web Services, as uh, owners of most of the stores that powers the web. Now, as owners of all of these cameras of all this data that's coming through it's um it's so what we're talking about with this uh, with this acquisition of fitbit is certainly not a bigger problem than what we're what we're seeing with uh ring doorbells however it is part of that larger story and right. and the and the other thing to worry about from my uh, from my seat is just the fact that um <laughs> So, you know, Jeff Bezos, he owns a lot of things. Uh, he owns yes. Amazon, of course. He also owns the Washington Post. And the Washington Post reports a lot of stories that Trump doesn't like, which means that Trump doesn't like Bezos, which means that he's not going to like Amazon, which means that uh, whereas Tim Cook at Apple is may, has made a tactical friendship and a tactical relationship with Trump to – Make sure that if there's a tariff, they can get a waiver in time to be able to actually assemble their Mac Pros in Texas as originally planned without having to pay a huge tariff on all the boards that are being assembled in China. Uh, Jeff is kind of lucky if he doesn't just simply say, oh, he, he Jeff Bezos has the president saying that – that you know that uh, they they're getting such a good like uh, uh, they, uh, such a uh, a great deal like paying next to nothing to ship all their packages we should federally look into that like well no none of that is true but now you're saying it and now they have to deal that so that's yeah i, I didn't mean to compare like apples oh, no, no, I didn't, and I didn't, oranges in the sense that like they're both kind of they're they're both fruits <laughs> they're both part of the same like food family but they're not exactly the same thing but i do wonder like why anyway regardless so this is happening okay this is a thing that's happening it definitely has not stopped fitbit from pushing whatever they have left over of their inventory into this holiday season because i have seen commercials up the wazoo for the fitbit versa and all like the different watches and now every time when i see it i think you know what, this commercial is going to be even more supercharged when they have the Google Assistant integrated into it. Yeah. Like, this is a big deal. I just don't know. I just don't know that's to part. I don't know. I, I Anyway, this is a wait and see thing. This yeah. is a wait and see thing. It Obviously, it really does matter, like, how our health data is managed and all that. But there's, there's so many other things that need to be addressed. Yeah. Like, you know... And and at the very least, when it comes to actual health, actual health data, at least there are like that's one area in which the United States has actual laws protecting like what you can do with it and how it has to be stored and what has to be done in order to move it from one place to another. It doesn't it doesn't affect just simple things like here's what your heart rate was today Mm. but at least at least we have that at least we agree that you can't just like have a you can't have a drop box with an open password and put everybody's patient information on there so let's build up from there 
Yes. Um, um, can you tell me about the Francis Arnold partnership? Or oh, that, uh, I don't know. Not if it's a partnership. partnership. Inter- interesting news. Uh, for yeah, a lot I, of reasons. I used the Fran- wrong. The wrong right. word, but uh, I was waiting for you to tell me about this because I tried Googling it on my own and I was like, I don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, so uh, Alphabet uh, added an 11th member to its board of directors uh, this week, uh, and it, it, her name is Frances Arnold, Dr. Frances Arnold, a rather esteemed scientist. Uh, she is the Linus Pauling Professor of Chemical Engineering, Bioengineering, and Biochemistry at Caltech. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was appointed to that in 2017, won that appointment in 2017 after being a senior faculty there for quite a while. Uh, she won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 2018 uh, for developing methods of what are called directed evolution uh, to create enzymes like the like if you need an enzyme to do a, a current enzyme that you would like to have an additional feature like I wish you were 10 times uh, better, t- stronger at energize at at uh, catalyzing this reaction, or mm-hmm. even I wish there were an enzyme that could convert uh, natural gas into cherry flavored jelly beans. Well, here's a, here's how to we are going to here's a method for targeting creating an enzyme that could do specifically what you wanted to do. So that's uh, what she won the Nobel Prize in 2018, uh, and in 2019 she was named to the board of directors of one of the most valuable and uh, influential <laughs> companies in the world. It would it's it just got harder after these past three years to be Francis Arnold, Doctor Francis Arnold's brother or sister or cousin because that's. That's a Christmas letter you just don't want to get. You have to, you have to wait until you're at least two drinks in before you're going to read the family Christmas letter from from her mom. Uh, she, uh, so it's uh, it's uh, interesting to. She has a really interesting resume here, and mm-hmm. it's not hard to see why uh, she was sought out by Google as a new member of the board. Incidentally, she is uh, only the third woman on now the 11 member board of directors at alphabet. Uh, her career is very, very heavy in, uh, energy related research. As a matter of fact, after her undergrad years, I, I don't know whether it was after her, uh, uh, her bachelor's degree or after her master's degree, but she took a year off, uh, to work at a factory in Italy that makes parts for nuclear reactors. So that was her idea of just a carefree year <laughs> in Europe to t- take off. Uh, but then she was doing lots and lots of work. And that was back in the 70s. Uh, she's back and in the 80s. She started doing lots and lots of work designing uh, solar energy mm. systems before she got her PhD in mm. chemistry. Uh, and then she founded a company that makes fuels and chemicals from natural resources. Uh, mm. She... Uh, it's 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 kind of interesting what uh, the Nobel was for. It really was for things like this, uh, designing an enzyme that will do something specific. And one of the things that uh, a company that she started uh, a few years ago is is trying to do is take something that is like a renewable biomass sort of thing and convert, create enzymes that could create fuels and chemicals out of this natural uh, renewable uh, material, uh, mm-hmm. but also do things like an environmentally friendly way of taking something that is nasty and harmful and turning it to something that is useful and or inert. Uh, she's an elected member of all three of <laughs> uh, the U.S. Uh, National Academies of Science, Medicine, and Engineering Uh also, uh, she appeared as herself mm-hmm. in a season 18 episode of The Big Bang Theory. So, I didn't know there were 18 seasons, but yes. <laughs> exactly. I, I, stopped, I stopped counting at a certain point. Uh, the, 
but yeah, it's so number number one. Given how much work, uh, how interested Google has been in uh, in energy and alternative energy uh, technologies as part of their other bets, a very very interesting acquisition. Also, given their problem, given their the problems that we've been talking about for the past twenty or thirty minutes, right? It's nice to have someone who I was is about to say exactly just like one of these. One of the any discussion of who are the top fifty brains in the planet, she would if she's not on that list. Boy, you got to bring fifty other people to uh, that are time travelers. She can people. turn bad chemicals into good ones. Exactly, I mean. she, she can spin <laughs> straw into gold. Exactly. Water imagine, into wine. Exactly. Just to be uh, in tune with the season. Right. So so certainly she puts a certain amount of shine uh mm-hmm. on on the board of directors. Uh I was uh <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, I finally got around to watching that do- that HBO documentary about oh, I can't remember her name, but she's she had she had that scam about the uh the, the Edison. Oh machines. yeah, Theranos. Yeah, Theranos, yeah, yeah. thank you. And then to, to make to kind of distract people and kind of gain immediate uh, believability and authority, she said, "Oh well, let's have uh, Henry Kissinger on our board of directors, and let's have George Schultz uh, on the board of directors." And you could say that one of these people might be a war criminal. Who knows? But it's we're not talking. We're not talking right. about. Let's right. have people who just like sort of look good. These are like th- she is a real heavy hitter, and she actually has. If they actually listen to things that she's advising on, uh, that could be very impressive. But nonetheless, that's better than putting a white dude, former possible war criminal, someone who maybe doesn't want to leave the country. You know, in case <laughs> there are people in a white van or patrolling. Every every international airport in case he shows up, uh, you know, people. I mean, people with badges. I, I I assert people who would like to take him on a you know would be oh he he was he was going to be like uh, attending a conference in Paris, but he had a layover in at the Hague, lasting <laughs> two to thirty years. That sort of stuff. So that's a more it's a more valuable pick for that position on, on Google's part. Um, and it, remember that uh, board of direct boards of directors are people who help to. St- we you mostly hear from the CEO uh, in the press and in the in the public eye. However, they have boards of directors that have the connections and also have the experience and also have a lot of adverse, uh, a lot of clout in it in saying you are proposing a strategy that is absolutely not going to work mm-hmm. because i have i was on the board of two other companies that tried this and here are the reasons why it didn't work you will not get our support from this idea and without our support you're not going to get support from anybody else so maybe you should take this idea of balloon based free internet for the world and Start a foundation. Start a Kickstarter yeah. for that. We we will totally fund this Kickstarter to get the T-shirt, but we're not going to let you spend company money and company equity on this. Well, on that note, should we jump into an ad? I think we should. 
This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud, and you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode are the folks to go to. They offer the fastest hardware and network with outstanding customer support if you ever need any help. It's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. And their block storage is available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, and soon to be released in Tokyo. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is out of beta and includes an officially supported Python CLI. Oh, and right now, Linode's hiring. So if you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. And Linode has a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gig of RAM plan, that is four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's lino.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, Christmas came early, and look what Santa stuffed in your stocking. Assuming you, you have, have a, a Google Pixel phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your... <laughs> no, 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 please. Well, no, I feel bad. I just ruined your stick. By okay. interrupting you. But yes, I agree. Yes. Santa is only is only blessing those of us Pixel users. Exactly. So yeah, so yes. <laughs> we have a, we we're introduced to a concept known as Pixel Feature Drops. Pixel Feature Drops. Just, Which just sounds super like Yeah. Sounds like a medicated lozenge that you have in your winter coat this oh, season. Oh, is that what it sounds like? I think it just sounds like Coat and like soothe hip. that raspy throat with new pixel feature drops. Oh, see, I'm thinking it's cherry, like, lemon, it's a drop, honey. like drop the mic, like <laughs> feature drop, like yes. our new pixel feature. Yeah, this. Oh god, I didn't even really process that. Yeah, that's they're taking the taking the the term drop, like hey, our new album drops this Tuesday, and be there for it or be square as the youths would say uh mm-hmm. but yeah so a, a big uh, the what's being promised as a first of a what will be roughly a quarterly set of updates for people who use pixel phones we'll get into that in a sec because i don't know if that's true or not uh but uh in any event over the course starting roughly now ish and over the past uh, next couple of weeks uh you will get uh, you'll be able to download updates through the play store of google apps and basic uh, uh components of uh, android that you get through the play store they'll add a bunch of kind of new cool uh, enhancements and they put a list of them in their in a, a google blog post uh one of them is that now you can add portrait blurring to you know the background blurring to any photo that's you've got uh, on your camera roll or in google photos whether you took it on the pixel or not even if you took it just put in your in your library uh, like five years ago so it's just instead of using camera data and lens data obviously it's just isolating a subject and putting blur mm-hmm. in the background there that's nice here's a feature Photoshop. i think 
Yes. <laughs> I've, and here's a, they've enhanced the, the call screening feature. And I think we were actually like sort of begging for this on a show earlier this year. Now, you know, if you've got mm-hmm. a pixel, you've got the call screening feature where the phone rings instead of just answer or decline. There is a middle button called screen call in which a very lovely voice will, will inter- intercept and say, hi. This, the user is not is using a Google a Google answering service. Please describe the nature of this call, and so I can. And he, he's reading it right now. And a voice. And we, were, we had a discussion like, I want that to happen automatically, so that the person is not thinking, oh, so he's actually there. He was paying attention to the phone. He saw my name come up on caller ID, and he tapped a button saying. Screw you, Terry. I want to know why you're calling before I'll even commit to answer the phone. Is, and then if I is, dump you to yeah. voicemail, you you failed the test, Chester. This is becoming uh, a problem for me, actually. And uh, it's becoming a problem for me, business-wise. Yeah. Because I send it to this. Because I'll get, like, number that I kind of recognize, but I don't really, like, it's not really a good time for me. You know, and so I'll send it to the screen call, but then I feel like a jerk because the screen call is like, she'll call you back. But like, I'm probably <laughs> I'm just going to email you back because like this doesn't need to be a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just like for, for for someone like me whose social software never left beta. Like I'm it's like, oh, God, another piece of tension here. I don't know whether I should answer or not. So now they've added a, a new feature so that optionally you can have it automatically intercept any call that from a caller that it doesn't recognize from your call history or from your uh, or from mm-hmm. your contacts list. So it doesn't even ring. It just simply I don't know what it says. It's but the it's, bouncer. It's the bouncer for your phone. So yeah, it goes, it's, excuse it me. Says what name state your business. And then, and then when it's uh, when it starts ringing or notifies you, it will tell you here is what the person said, and so you, now you can choose to answer or not, and the person never knows whether you are actually there. Well, that or person's not. cursing a lot. I don't know if I want to allow them. Uh, I don't know if I want to have a. That, that's good. See now, one thing that I uh, I have come to realize that, uh, and this is here's another feature I want them to add. Now that they've added the one one of the features that we've asked them for, here's another feature that I'd like them to add. They are. I know that uh, their their speech intelligence is good enough to at least recognize what language is being spoken, because the mm-hmm. number of times where I'll use call screen call screening, especially if it's coming in on my area code and my exchange, I know for absolute dead certain this is someone who is saying, "Oh, hoping they'll think, oh, look, that's a local call. It can't be a telemarketer." Every time I do call screening and they transcribe it, they will transcribe slowly but accurate mandarin <laughs> so i want so i want them to automatically say if the language is mandarin don't even bother <laughs> but i want to know what they're ta- i want to know what it is that i'm that they're trying to call me about like i'm always <laughs> curious like we'll pick it up it's in mandarin and i'm like but i want to like what is it that you are calling me all the time for Four from an 800 number. I don't know. I Regardless, I'm looking forward to having this feature always uh, be enabled on my Pixel. It definitely was one of those things that um, I, when we were talking about this technology from Google, when it was originally debuted at IO, we were freaked out because yeah. it was a Duplex. robot. 
yeah, Duplex was freaking us out because it was a robot that was taking our reservations. But now that robot is effectively like saving us a little bit of emotional labor, which I appreciate. I appreciate it. You yeah. know what? That's what ro- robots should be used for. Yes. You know, it did, it, I, I, I noted it, but it didn't come up in the uh, in the show notes. But someone posted on uh, – I, I, I subscribe to the Reddit that is all about, like, people who work in restaurants mostly telling horrible stories about horrible customers. Yeah. Because it, it definitely makes you want to tip more and be – and smile even more. Uh, as a customer, but this he he was he was kind of blown away because he said I got a, I actually got a call from from a, a Google Duplex asking me if the, the, my restaurant was going to be open like on Christmas or not, and it was clear he the the voice made it clear that this was a robot, but it was so natural that I almost immediately forgot that I was talking to a robot and immediately went into politely serving a, a caller and potential customer mode, so that's. So it's it's scary in concept, but the fact that this person was able to deliver useful information that will probably help its business. Like if it were, if they were open, they'd probably want people to know that. So that's uh, that's that's great stuff. Now uh, mm-hmm. here's now here's a couple of interesting features for uh, uh, Duo for the their video call video chat app. One of which is seems very very logical and very very cool. The other one, I don't understand how it works. It could be magic. It could might work. I don't know. Uh, the first one involves uh, an auto framing feature where it'll keep your face f- centered in screen even if you move around. So uh, obviously, so the camera is a lot wider than than the the image that's showing you. Uh, is like Facebook portal. Don't by know. the way, sorry. I've, I have never <laughs> dared do it. I I barely think it was safe to watch the YouTube commercial for for Facebook portal. Well, it's just because they were doing a huge campaign for it last holiday season. And yeah. I it was like it was on every commercial break on every network TV station. And I remember the whole thing about it was that it follows you around. But I guess this isn't totally about it. This is just a this is just the equivalent of what my Logitech camera does right now. Right. To ensure that Andy sees me crisp and clear when i move my head from left to right yes which I particularly did. particularly when you're shooting vertical video which is what you're going to be doing when you're uh, when you're using like a video chat app so and, it, and also mm-hmm. someone else someone else's face enters the screen it will just sort of like digitally pull back to make sure that person so face when you're is in also... a transit station you're like yeah <laughs> oh no ignore the person behind me that's just some dude <laughs> make sure you see his butt because yes, I'm talking about this. I don't know why this guy keeps mooning anybody who seems to be FaceTiming in the subway. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool. Now, this the second feature enhancement for Duo sounds really wonderful, but I had to. I don't understand how it works, so I had to like just drop in a quote from the blog post. Quote: Now the playback on your Duo calls is even smoother too. When a bad connection leads to spotty audio, a machine learning model on your Pixel 4 predicts the likely next sound and helps you to keep the conversation going with minimum disruptions. So what I'm thinking is that if this keeps out and with connection, that it will figure out that he was probably saying for connection, so let's make that into connection. And the only thing that would tie these two words together is the definite article, thus, let's drop a the in there. So I don't, it's, uh, on the one hand, it could be interesting if it's just like sort of cutting and pasting like the trailing edge of the last sound. So basically, if let's say it's duplicating the last sound that it got for good to make sure it's just sort of like 
pasting over like like uh, Photoshop, like cut and pasting, duplicate the background over this so there isn't like this empty sound. If it has the ability to, as you're talking, it is developing a working voice model of your voice so that it can produce like two syllables that sound not only complete the word but sound like you as well. Well, I, there there could be a lot of like hasty, well, uh, wor- poorly thought out think pieces <laughs> working out how scary that idea is. I would like to know more about how this works. Oh, I'm just wondering if it's like Smart Reply because Smart Reply is so cold. Like it does not take the emotion of the messaging happening. So it's like, you know, it just does not understand the intonation of like what I'm typing. So like somebody will type something really sarcastic and then the smart reply will say, sounds good. But like, that's not what I want to say. I I want to say something completely different. So I'm wondering in the situation of where it's trying to complete your sentence, like what if you're having a really emotional conversation? Yeah. Like, will it understand your sarcasm? <laughs> like, will it understand? Uh, robots haven't. I. Is it us that needs to program them to understand how petty humans can be? <laughs> I Like, why have we not programmed that yet into robots? Is it because Only, we don't want to admit to ourselves that we're terrible? I, I, think that, I think that's an impossible <laughs> task for a computer because only a creature with a heart that is capable of breaking can understand how mm. petty people can be. I don't know. I, I watch Steven Spielberg's AI. That movie still makes me cry every time. I, uh, I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even. It was. Yeah, we're not. We're I not saw, going back to. I, that. I, I, I saw. No, I saw this. I, I know the synopsis of it, and that's like okay, definitely not seeing that. I'm not even going to read any more of the synopsis because I don't oh, want to know. Any every more time, about the story. every time, in in tears. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, the portrait, portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also apply the portrait mode in Duo, which, like you said, uh, has been available on webcams for a while. But now, again, do you, I have a, I have a, I have a screen behind me as I podcast because I don't want anybody, even a beloved friend like Flo, to see the state of my office behind me. Now you can use that trickery without having to spend one hundred twenty dollars. Well, see, I have a Amazon. closet, so yeah. but in <laughs> behind this, these two doors, you don't even, you don't know what, you don't need to go in there. Just don't open it because <laughs> I'm not liable for what happens if things fall on you. <laughs> um, anyway. Go moving on. Uh, also, if you've got a Pixel two, three, or three A normal or XL, you're getting a lot of uh, new, a lot of mm-hmm. existing Pixel four features are finally trickling down to you. You're getting the recorder app that one that wonderful wow. voice recorder that does live transcription on device. You're getting live caption on the three ah. and the three A. You're ah. getting focus mode for the camera. Finally, finally, the two and the two XL. You're getting flip to shh mode. Ah. And all of you in the UK, Canada, Ireland, Singapore, and Australia, you're getting the next generation assistant. Oh, Assuming that you speak English because it's only in English. I'm sorry for people in Singapore who don't speak English, but that's I'm pretty don't give me. But still. Yeah, isn't the other language of Singapore is Mandarin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I'd have to I would have to Google that up because I'm I'm nodding yes because that sounds okay. Singapore <laughs> language. I know. It's tangents. Oh, is to English, Malay, Tamil, and Mandarin Chinese. Ha ah, ha. There you go. It's on the list. Okay. Although right. although it didn't get a spot on the podium, it's number four. No, apparently not. But still, uh, hey, you know you know what? If Malay uh you know fails the drug test, 
which frankly is not likely in Singapore. But if it did, it would then move up to the third place uh, podium finish. So uh, that's all that stuff is uh, coming to. Uh, oh, sorry. Another thing, a more quote, a more efficient phone, unquote, for quote, all pixel devices, unquote. I assume this doesn't in- include the original pixel, but who knows? Uh, this is an update to uh, an enhancement to how it handles memory management. Uh, it will do a lot. It, uh, I'll quote here with this new enhancement, your phone proactively compresses cached applications so that users can run multiple applications at the same time. Uh, basically, it means that your phone won't choke quite so quickly when you're juggling between multiple apps, which is a good thing, I would say. Um, this is uh, these features are going to be rolling out in the coming weeks via again updates to the Play Store. Mm-hmm. Um, now the blog post says only says that feature drops and I'm, again as this is what they will be referred to as feature drops will arrive quote on a regular basis unquote. However, other sources are reporting that they're quarterly um, and they it's might regular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that means that every three months from now you're expecting another drop, or just simply roughly four times a year it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, that be it's it's nice to have a phone that keeps doing more things without necessarily having to update to next year's operating mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. which is really really nice. Now uh, there's a yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Should we, Let's do an ad and then finish yeah, off because we I got agree. two things there. Two are we got two things about the Google Assistant, and they should be like the double mint twins. They should be water skiing side by side. So we'll be back after this message. This episode of Material is brought to you by Hrefs. Whether you work for a big brand, run your own small business, or do freelance work like me, getting traffic to your website is always a challenge. There's just so much competition out there. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. You can delve into how your competitors are getting traffic and why. You can see the pages and content that send the most traffic. And you can get estimated search volumes with their Keywords Explorer tool. So you can see how well a piece of content is likely to perform before you write it. And if you are getting search traffic, you can use features like their top pages report to discover which pages are bringing in the most traffic, then figure out how to replicate this success. It's a seriously clever way to debunk the mystery around SEO. It's easy to use, and even if you're writing just an article or you're writing a manifesto, you want to get that SEO out so that you can get folks to your website. Go to hrefs.com right now. That's A-H-R-E. FS.com. Sign up for their seven day trial for just $7. Get reports on your website, see what's performing well, and figure out your next move. Whether you have a personal website you want to get a following on, or your company needs more traffic to convert into sales, go there now. Hrefs.com. Get that $7 trial. Our thanks to Hrefs for their support of Material and all of Relay FM. For double mint gum. W pleasure, W Mentos and, and, and okay, so uh, Mentos. It's a it's a ter- okay. Go ahead, get Google Assistant. What did the Google As, Assistant do? Mentos <laughs> had a very catchy. Uh, a, it's a very minty sort of gum candy thing, and it also had a very very the double mint had twins in every fruit. ad. It's true. Okay, 
I'm just it just made me think. I know. I'm just I'm just holding us up because that's no, no. I, I'm see. It's 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 the holidays, and we start checking out collectively like in the middle of the month. We're not even off. We're not even ahead of schedule now. And not it's not that we're 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 checking out. It's just that all the points we had for coherent thought. If we budget the them window. precisely, <laughs> exactly. We, we try to we try to budget them precisely so that we run out on December thirtieth, thirty first, or at least the day after we have to end work. For and it's the why year. we do the important news in the in the like beginning when we're still, you know, like exactly. I mean, this is important. This is important news. You know, pre- presidents presidents actually get inaugurated like in late November. It's just that we want to get the story right, so we don't trust ourselves to report it right until late January. You know, we we, we started anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> the Google Assistant uh, getting a couple of really cool features. Yes. Uh, now, if you've got uh, if if you've got the Lenovo Smart Clock, you're definitely getting mm-hmm. uh, new custom alarm features. I do. Yay. Uh, and this one sounded really cool. I really liked the idea of this feature. There's a new alarm option called Impromptu, which will generate a custom alarm tone depending on, and this is a, a direct quote, quote, things like the time of day or the weather. And it says that the music is ge- like music that's generated by the Magenta Project, which name that keeps coming up. It's a like a research project about using artificial intelligence in the arts, so it can actually like compose a piano, uh, a, a, a passage from a piano concerto. Using TensorFlow, Magenta Project, the Magenta Project.org for anybody yes. who's interested. So it's it sounds really really cool. Like if you set an alarm for like seven thirty or eight. Uh, or I need to be out the I need to be out of the house by eight thirty. So I set the alarm for seven or seven thirty. And yes, I get woken up, but also I can tell by the sort of not the not the specific music that's being played, but by like the tone of the music that's being played. That oh man, it's it's snowing already, isn't it? Oh man, and traffic is already like going to make me late. Without and so I know whether I want to actually get out of bed or not. Without even having mm. to ask the assistant, hi, is it going to be worth it? Or just tell me if I should just call in. And could you call in for me and use that motherly sort of Google Assistant voice to make, to make it sound a little bit worried? Um, yeah. And I, if it's going to be a bad day, can you just use yeah. the uh, background theme from Earthworm Jim, uh, the <laughs> level where he has to traverse through hell? Yes. <laughs> But isn't isn't that it? There, there's a lot of gaps in this blog post. Number number one being is that will it work for all Google Assistant alarms or just the Lenovo Smart Clock? Because this was a short blog post, maybe five or six paragraphs, of which a paragraph was. Try it you out. know that Lenovo Smart Clocks are available from major retailers at attractive holiday prices. Yeah, mm, yeah, and it shows uh, it shows just the Lenovo Smart Clock. Yeah, and you're right, Andy. At the very end, it ends just in time for the holidays. You yeah. can find it at Best Buy, Home Depot, Sam's Clubs, and Lenovo.com, which is at <laughs> all places where you're shopping. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention that the URL I gave out earlier for the Magenta Project, that is actually for uh, sports to ensure that women get paid the same as men uh, in sports. So it's actually magenta.tensorflow.org if you wanted to check out the project, although... 
the Magenta Project, I'm sure. Is also, also, also worthy. Exactly. Uh, but I just wanted to add that in there. Um, I am very curious to see. I would like to have this with the phone. Like, what yeah. about people with a Pixel Stand, for instance? Yeah. And and it really is. It's the sort of like next level stuff that I think I always associate with Google. That. Again, the idea that well, it will it will create it won't just go through your library and pick a piece of pre-recorded music. It will like create a piece of music that indicates the level of urgency of like this alarm. So that not necessarily <laughs> you need to get up. You have an appointment in ten minutes that is twenty minutes away. You need to get up right now. <laughs> right, or at least <laughs> like the, <they're- laughs> not not the sort of eh, 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 red flashing light, red flashing light, but just there's something that you associate with. I should rather than turning off my alarm, getting out of bed and taking a shower, I should turn off the alarm and check the phone right now for something that might affect my schedule for the or how how my day is going to work out. Uh, and I would it's without having it, you you imagine how well something like that could be extended to the assistant itself, where uh, instead of the same calm, reassuring tone of voice saying that. You got a call. You got a call from, you know, no matter how good your traffic is tied up on I-95, you will no longer make your appointment. Just give up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'd be be nice if if, it'd be interesting if, if they found a way to cultivate, say, let's put a little bit of urgency. So as soon as it says that there has been a change to your to your traffic. There's a, a, a there was an article uh, a, a while back about developing like the first war- uh, audio uh, human speech warning systems for pilots, where they can't have the same robotic voice doing everything. There needs to be if the person is is not necessarily focused on the message, they will at least be focused on the tone of the message. And mm-hmm. there's a there was I remember specifically a section of this paper that was talking about like when the computer needs to say. Okay, you are definitely going to crash. You need to pull up right now. And so all of the different recordings they made of how do you say pull up without either A, freaking the person out in an already freak, freaked out state or making it sound like an observation. And the, the, number, the amount of work they did before coming up with pull up, pull up, pull up. And it's just such a – I would love to see that kind of thinking go into – uh, modifying the assistant so that you can really see that no, n- not that I'm going to dread. I'm not going to listen to what the assistant says anymore because I know it's bad. But oh, I'm actually going to pay attention to this now because I can know that this is this is going to be something that's actually vitally it's, it's important. It's super, yeah, vital. Exactly, it yep. becomes super, super helpful. So yeah. So if you've got a Lenovo smart clock, maybe if you don't have the a phone. I'm sure it'll come thing. later to other, but I, and I'm also sure this is just a great time to remind people about the Lenovo smart clock because I just thought in my mind, oh, that'd probably make a great gift for my. <laughs> uh, what else can the Google Assistant do, Andy? Yes, yes, and so this is this is what we were teasing earlier on when I was complaining about Wonderlist reaching end of life. Google Assistant finally works with lists and notes and list making apps. It used to have it always had. You, you you could win a bar bet with people at a very 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 nerdy pathetic bar by saying you know what Google Assistant can save lists and notes and someone would say no it doesn't save lists and notes and then you win the bar bet by having it save a note 
and then telling, oh, well, here's where you have to find it in preferences because it doesn't support even Google's own note making and list making apps. So now they finally decided uh, after uh, they, they announced this in, in at Google I.O., I think, last year that they were finally going to announce they're finally going to support actual list making apps. Uh, so now you can <laughs> ask the Google Assistant to take a note, create a list, add whatever to whatever list, show me my notes. Uh, and it will work with uh, any do, any list, bring, sorry, exclamation point, bring, and Google Keep. I've never heard, I've not heard of bring, and I've not heard of any list. Any do, I use, any dot do, I used to use. Uh, surprising that Evernote is not on that list. Not surprising, maybe, that Microsoft's new magic list making app. hasn't hasn't been in, the, sorry to Evernote users, but it has not really been in the conversation in the last couple of years, I feel like. They've been yeah. they've been dropping a little bit with as other they're 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 still on, they're, they're still on my short list because I started yeah. I stopped Fair using enough. it a few years ago and then this was the first time I started looking at it again uh, a month ago and it's it's great when you've not looked at a piece of software for two years because then you definitely see changes and definitely yeah, see updates true. so well, I'm just hoping bring. But it, but right. isn't that isn't that weird that the assistant has been so good at so many things for so long, and just this idea of how about you just let me add a note or take a note and make it easy to get to those notes? Um, you can get to that. You can. Uh, it's supposedly should be on your phone now, or if it's not, if it's not, will be in the next few days, very very shortly. Uh, just go to the assistant settings. And look for a new notes and list menu under the services tab. And if you have one of the uh, apps that works with this feature, you can select it just like you can select uh, a music app as your standard music playback app. Bring is uh, is very popular overseas, ah. FYI, which is why, uh, let's see, um, what is .ch? Is that check? It's plus no, it's Switzerland and Germany Apfel because they they use the word Apfel. Um, anyway, they're based in Switzerland and Germany, um, I guess in Zurich. To be uh, just to just to bring that up, so um, that is great. That is great for our German fans, folks who speak Deutsch. <laughs> so. I'm sorry. Let's see. I always get, I always get Canada and and China. Uh, mixed up china is cn and because of the cn tower i always think cn is canada so I was- C- yeah oh ch is switzerland i actually didn't know that so you've learned a lot of things today folks uh mm-hmm. you learned what languages they speak in singapore you learned uh that dot ch is for switzerland uh you've learned the lyrics to patrick domains. swayze christmas and i hope you're googling it- for that right now so you can yeah. sing along with your children yeah uh we just you know that's that's what we like to <laughs> I, so I, how we I feel I feel as though we have done our weekly service to our. our I think listeners. we really have. <laughs> next week, next week uh, will be our second. It will probably be our the last one we definitively record before Christmas. We technically have one that will Christmas is on a Wednesday this year. So we'll probably record it like a day late or maybe a day earlier, but you won't get it until a couple of days after. So hopefully we will be in our Christmas socks in a couple of weeks and we will not have our case of the of, – see, the, 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 other, the other occupational hazard we're dealing with is that we're dealing with a lot of like uh, 
a lot of editors and other people that we like write and produce stuff for who want to close up their office for the rest of the year in about a week and say, you know that thing we're talking about for like you get like an outline in three weeks time. If you could have that ready tomorrow, that would be so great. So we're doing we're dealing with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff and substitute Um, another word for stuff if you'd like. Well, I won't be in Romania this year. I'll actually be in the United States. So I'll be here to post a podcast. So you can't expect something from us. It's we just uh, we need to make sure our editor knows, by the way, just so we have to talk to Jim first. So. Uh, we will, we this is also a shout out, out to we'll, Jim, our we'll, editor. We'll, set, we'll settle that at the at the big material podcast office part office party, non denominational office party. The yes. only altar we will be praying at is the porcelain altar, of course. Uh, later on in the proceedings, because this is not going to be a dry party. B Y O B. You, I'm having a child, so oh, okay. I can't well, really. <laughs> It'll be it'll it'll be like that those times I bring a I buy a cake for to celebrate the hundredth or two hundredth episode. It'll see be... you can get a cake and I would gladly indulge because like I said, sugar is the only vice that I am allowed right now. So you know. Uh to applicable <laughs> vices. Yes. Um anyway. So between now and next week, is there anything you'd like to call people's attention to, Flo? Oh, God, I am praying that by next week you will have a new podcast episode of HonestlyTechPod.com from me. Um, I'm f- trying to build up traction on it, and I promised myself that I would do as much as I possibly can between now and um, and when this little bundle is officially here in the world. Um, and of course, check out FlorenceIron.com. I will be updating soon with all of the work that I've been working on. I worked on a lot of guides. I worked on a lot of stories. I actually have a story coming out this week for Medium on uh, artists who have had their work stolen. So be on the lookout for that. And I have a lot more, a lot more things brewing inside my head. You know, much to my editors who just want to go on holiday vacation. Why do you keep <laughs> pitching us, Flo? Who I'm aren't sorry. as committed to educating and informing the public as you are. No, they are. They just, they they also work very hard and they deserve their time off. <laughs> you know, it's unlike us freelancers. We just, we just so walk long, away. As long whenever. as they're committed to processing our invoices, that's really all they're required to do. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. What as, about you, Andy? Are as, you doing a... Yeah, uh, I'm my uh, r- normally I'm on or most of the time I'm on Fridays at WGBH in Boston, uh, Boston Public Radio. Uh, I'm on the next t- two Mondays because of the holidays and because of impeachment and stuff like that. Uh, so we can, uh, but to uh, because of uh, the impeachment. Yes. Sorry. No, it is. It is literally like. <laughs> I, I know. I, occasionally, <laughs> especially when it's like a three-hour like news current affairs program, it's like there'll be a, there might be some emails the day before saying, if we don't have a president tomorrow morning, we might need most of the show to talk about the fact that the Fair president enough. was arrested. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, but definitely uh, ch- uh, check my Twitter. Uh, it's probably uh, Monday at uh, one. I think one twenty. Uh, you can go to uh, wgbhnews.org and stream it uh, live or later. But again, check out my Twitter at a not go, and I usually post uh, the actual details as soon as they are locked 
down tight. But that's it for us this week. Thank you so much for hanging in with us uh, this week. Uh, we hope you hang in with us next week as well. Until then, everybody have an awesome jingly jangly seven days. 